and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Lord, we thank you because you love us and you have set us apart unto yourself. And because you've already set us apart for you, Lord, you have given us grace and power to be able to live completely for you. Would you bless our time together this morning? Amen. Welcome again, everyone. You know, this week, we're talking about honoring God. We're talking about this part of our mission statement and our, you know, as a movement that we are to honor God with our lives. You know, the premise behind this is that God has set us apart for Himself. And so the whole idea of holiness is that you receive that from God. God does that for you. He sets you apart unto Himself. And therefore, as a response, we honor God with our lives. And the particular area in our lives that we'd like to be able to talk about today is how to honor God with your body. Allow me to already say right at the beginning, if your children, small children, are watching with you, it might, this might be a bit of a more adult or mature topic, and uh, it might be good for you to be the only one listening at this point. I'd like for us to begin reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, in verses 17 to 20. It says here, But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but this sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. In the NIV, that last sentence was phrased in this way, you were bought at a price, therefore honor God with your bodies. Now, in this story, in the story here in 1 Corinthians, Paul was addressing the sin of sexual immorality among the Corinthian church. And he was basically addressing a particular wrong philosophy because they were thinking, oh, the body will be destroyed in the future anyway. So it doesn't really matter what I do with my body. It doesn't really matter if I sin with my body because the Lord will eventually do away with my body anyway. And then Paul would say, you know what? Christ was resurrected bodily. So he will also redeem your body. So because the body, your body matters to God and he intends to redeem it, you must live set apart for God already now with your bodies. And you look at the world today, we are, this whole idea of sexual immorality and sin is so rampant. I mean, in many different cultures and to a certain degree already here in the Philippines. And you, to a certain degree, might have been involved one way or another also with this. Could there really be a way? For us to be set free. You know, you already know that sexual sin is something that, that does not honor God. You already know deep within and it brings you guilt. It brings you shame, in fact. And, and often these things we do in the dark. No one else knows about it, which is why it brings even more shame. And you, you wouldn't even want to tell people. You wouldn't even want to be vulnerable about this area. But you know that God is pointing this out to you already. 
Is it possible to be free? That's the encouragement that will come from Paul, that comes from Paul in this passage. See, let's go back to verse 17. He says there, but he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. This is our starting point. You've already been joined to the Lord. You know, often we feel like getting out of our sin is like a self, how do you call that? Self-redemption process. It's like sariling kayod, sariling sikap ikana. It's almost like, you know, it's a matter of willpower to be able to break the different areas of sin in our lives. But how many of you have already realized that especially in the area of sexual sin, you are powerless? I mean, you're able, you may be free for a season and then you'd fall again. And then you really try, strive to the best of your ability and willpower. And yet, every single time, you'd fail. And in fact, you're already discouraged, disillusioned, and you feel like, Lord, of the many different areas in your life, this area, Lord, this area of sexual sin is, is just really saps me, saps my life, saps the life of God from me. Your starting point, is that you've already been joined to the Lord and you've become one spirit with Him. This is something that God has done for you. He has set you apart for Him. That's what it means. That's what holiness means. God's holiness and out of His love and justice, out of what Jesus Christ has done for you at the cross, and because you've responded in faith to the gospel, the Lord has redeemed you and now set you apart for Himself. The Lord has now joined you with Him. Which means this, that whole idea of living in that area of sin, that's no longer true. You have now been joined into God's holiness. He has given His holiness. He has given His holy life. He has given His ability to walk pure to you. You have been empowered. You have been joined with God. You see, you've been joined to the Lord. And Paul continues to emphasize to the Corinthians that why would you involve yourself with a prostitute or commit sexual immorality? Do you not realize that when you join yourself with a prostitute, you join this body that has already been set apart to the Lord. You join Christ with the prostitute. And then Paul says emphatically, he says, never, far be it from you. The fact that God already set you apart for himself gives you gives you the grace, the ability to no longer submit to this area of sin. Paul continues on by saying, verse 18, flee from sexual immorality. His admonition is to flee. Not fight, but flee. You know, we understand, right? We have your fight or flight response. When the, whenever there's a crisis, it's either you fight or you flight or you flee. Apparently, Paul's encouragement, flee. Don't even try to fight, flee. Do you remember Joseph, the dreamer in the Old Testament, when he was being tempted by Potiphar's wife? You know what his response was? And I mean, I, could, I probably could reason that faith, I, that Joseph probably have stronger faith than us, but he chose not to fight, he chose to flee. <laughs> I mean, he literally went away. You know, this was a lesson that I had to learn early on in my life. You see, as a single man, as a teenager, you know, we often struggle with sexual sin. And one of the areas of freedom, this is one of the areas of freedom that God has done in my own life. And I have seen how fleeing from sexual immorality actually works. You know, I've had a chance to work with Pastor Demi Reyes. He, 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 he was our missionary to Cambodia. 
and he's one of the he's one of the big reasons why we have thriving churches in Phnom Penh now. You know, as I've had the chance to work with him in the Victory Committee churches, this was something that he would often say. You know what, men? Men, they usually are just three issues. They usually have just three sin struggles. Often it's about lust. Number two, lust, and number three, lust. <laughs> And yeah, you're right. I could relate with that. Pastor Jim Lafoon, who's one of our senior prophets in, in every nation globally, uh, I attended one of his trainings, and this was something that he said, no man is too strong for sexual or against sexual immorality. So run away. You know, they, had in, they interviewed Billy Graham uh, when he was living, of course, and they asked him, you know, he was already 80 plus at that time, and they, they asked, when does the battle with lust end? And then Billy Graham's simple answer was, never. Especially for us as men. The Lord desires to be, has, the Lord has already set you apart for himself. And he desires you to be able to honor him with your body that you might walk in utmost purity and holiness in this area. Flee from sexual immorality. Why? Or rather, why? How? Why? Or, no, 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 not. The, the, the question is why. Why must I flee from sexual immorality? And in the following verses, the Apostle Paul gives us at least three reasons. In verse 18, he says there, Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. You see, with the thinking of the Corinthians, that what they do with their body does not really matter in terms of their relationship with God. Paul tells them, you know what? You might actually think that other sins don't really affect your body. But when it comes to sexual immorality, oh yes, that's a huge sin against your body. For sure, it affects your body, which is why you must flee from sexual immorality. First reason, sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Continuing on in verse 19, or do you not know? Paul says, that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God. Second reason, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And could you imagine joining the Holy Spirit with sexual immorality? And as Paul would say it, far be it, never. Third reason, the continuation of that statement, it's, uh, it says there, you are not your own. And then in verse 20, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God or honor God in your body. Third reason, you're not your own. So you cannot do to your body whatever you like. You've been bought with a price. You no longer own your own body. Remember, we have been slaves to sin. But because of Jesus' sacrifice, which is the payment for you, He bought you already, in a sense, redeemed you. That's what it means. Tinubus kanya mula sa pagkaka sanla. Tinubus kanya mula sa yung pagiging alipin. He redeemed you from being a slave, and because he redeemed you, you no longer own yourself. He owns you. God owns you. Therefore, glorify God, honor Him in your body. This phrasing, this whole phrase, "You are not your own," is repeated in First Corinthians seven, the following chapter where Paul talks about husband and wife. And he says this in chapter 7, verse 4. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. In another translation, it would say, the husband does not own his own body, but the wife does. The wife does not own her own body, 
but the husband does. What does that mean? That's actually a powerful principle. You see, sexual involvement between a man and a woman in the context of marriage is a pure and holy thing. The Lord has designed that to be the place for this particular expression. It's the place where this need is legitimately met. And this principle is, is powerful because that tells us now that every other sexual involvement outside of that design is a sin against him. For example, if it's between singles, it's called fornication. And even, and even when it's homosexual or heterosexual involvement, both of these are excluded from holiness. When it's extramarital, which is a man with, uh, or we, it's between two people who are not married to each other, or it may be to, with someone who's already married to someone else, it's called adultery. And if it's individual, individual, when I, when I say that, I mean, I talk about fantasizing, I talk about pornography, reading graphic novels, or self-gratification, all of these are excluded from the design. The design is that sexual fulfillment and involvement is between a man and a woman in the context of marriage. And in that context, it is pure and holy. That is God's design. Now, one final reason, and towards the end of the passage, I'd like to be able to go back to that passage that says, you were bought at a price in the NIV, Therefore, honor God with your bodies. How can I, where do I get the ability, the power to be able to honor God with my body, to walk pure and holy? It comes from the idea that you were bought at a price. You've been separated unto God, set apart for God. You already belong to Him. You have been joined with God. And Interesting. That word price is the same word for honor. The Lord has put value in you, on you. The Lord has honored you with His sacrifice. And you were bought at such a high price, the blood of Jesus Christ Himself. And, you know, if I would not understand God's love, I hope I would be able to see it. You know, because of His sacrifice, that is a huge expression of God's love. And as a response to that love, I will honor Him with my body. You are not your own, for you were bought at a price, so honor God in your body. You are not your own. You were bought at a price, so honor God with your body. A quick application. If this is an area of struggle in your life, you've got to walk in the light. If you desire for you to finally be free in this area, you've got to go into the light, walk in the light. And that may mean telling someone else. And having, you know, see, confess your sins to one another. And then pray for each other so that you may be healed. You see, accountability in this area, when you walk in the light with other, with like-minded men and women who will be able to stand with you, to be able to see you, to be able to walk in victory in this area, only then will you see a consistent path of freedom. And I pray that you would do it. You are not your own. You were bought at a price, so honor God with your body. Let us pray. Lord, we surrender ourselves to you, especially in this area. We recognize how deep our sin has been. And Lord, forgive us because we have dishonored you in our bodies. 
So Lord, thank you for bringing us into the light today. Lord, thank you for starting us on our path to freedom. Lord, we come to you and ask for forgiveness. We come to you in repentance. And we now receive your forgiveness and trust that you will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. As a response, let's now offer our bodies to God in this next time, next, next moment of worship. So many things vie for my affection But you alone have my heart's devotion It's only you who can satisfy My wandering heart with your love divine So many things for my affection but you alone have my heart's devotion it's only you who can satisfy my wandering heart with your love divine so many things for my affection but you alone have my heart's devotion It's only you who can satisfy My wandering heart with your love divine Be my constant, be my Lord, thank you for starting us on our path to freedom. And today, Lord, we embrace that freedom. We've been set apart for you. Thereby, we will live holy lives for you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. The Lord bless us, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.